Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Downloads. Cardinal Mason, Chase Diamond over there. Dude, my baby fever's back. Why? How come? Bad, 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 bad. Dude, I saw this. I saw this uh, TikTok and I, I tweeted it and it got like 1,100 likes on my Twitter. But it's this. It's a little girl. Kind of looks like your house, honestly. She just wants to show her dad outfits. Look how cute that is, bro. That's super cute. Yeah, dude, I've got oh, two man. daughters. They do this. I'm ready to be a dad. How are you doing? Okay, I'm uh, good. Dude, things are good. Getting ready to go out of town tomorrow for a few days to visit my grandparents. My brothers, I, and my dad are going, and we're kind of turning into like a boys' golf trip as well, slash visiting the grandparents. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, man, sounds good. All right, you want to jump into these? Let's do it. Okay, biggest early entrepreneur L's. Do you do you remember taking? I mean. I know the big ones, but like any like major rejections you got right at the beginning or times you really embarrassed yourself like early on in your career that you feel like sharing with the class today? Oh, dude, it's funny. I actually put a tweet out maybe a week or two ago that like part of the reason that I started my agency was because no agency would hire me. So there's like two reasons why I started. One is because on my first job, I was so close to making six figures. I wanted to make six figures and I figured out early on that agency and services was one way to do it. At the same time, kind of through that exploration, I started applying to a bunch of agencies, hoping to pick up some side work or maybe a job that would pay me six figures and no agencies would hire me. They literally like, you don't have an agency experience, so we won't hire you. And I always was like, damn, no agency is ever going to hire me because I have no agency experience. So I had the great idea just to start my own agency. Like, you know, how hard could it be? And it was really hard. And I understand why they didn't hire me. But hey, seven years later, give or take, I figured it out a little bit and still figuring it out. So I, I think for me and my L turn a little bit, bro. You guys do eight figures a year. We're talking about a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We're still learning. So that that was kind of a recent one I remember. I've talked before about like the Bernie Singles one, I think, maybe not, about how we bought this site, had a lot of potential, ended up becoming an L, but also a W. So I have a lot of like these crossover ones that were L's that with the right kind of finessing end up being W's and great learnings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one thing that's interesting too, is like you, okay. So there's all these cliches in business. And I think we talk about this a lot where it's like, we hear all these business cliches and then we realize that like, we think they're corny and then we realize how true they are by going through it. Right. Where it's like, people always say like, Oh, a failure teaches you more than W like, you know, winning ever will or success ever will, or something like that. And you're always like, what does that even mean? bro?" Um, and then you realize that like the feeling of failing feels really bad. Yeah. Like being rejected or being embarrassed or like doing it and making yourself look dumb. That feels awful. And you'll do anything to avoid having that feeling again. And so you'll, it'll always stick with you. But like success is very fleeting, right? Where it's like on Monday, you know, you have a good day and you feel successful. And then on Wednesday, you have a bad day and then everything sucks. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's all of those are like very formative. And like yeah. this is one thing I try and tell students too is like, I never want to like take too much of the failure away from them because then they're not going to learn anything meaningful. You know what I mean? So like I did, I when I was coaching my brother back way back in the day, I did this when I was coaching Lutz, which is like a close buddy of mine. He's a wicked copywriter now. I did it again where I was like, dude, I don't want to tell you too much of the secrets because you know, you're not going to actually learn anything. Like you can't just like, I can't just tell you everything. You actually have to go through it. So like, it's kind of like being a parent where it's like, you have to let your kid fall off the bike a couple of times yeah. so they can ride. 
Yeah. And related or unrelated, uh, over the weekend, this past weekend, uh, there was a football game. There was TCU played against Boulder. I don't know if you care about it or saw it, but like Deion Sanders is the coach of Boulder and he has two kids and the quarterback had been training with Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been helping him, giving him advice. And the quarterback had a record monster game. And he talked about like Tom Brady sent him a text saying, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too cocky. Like learn from the mistakes. And the, the, the moral was like, this guy broke school records. They had a huge upset, but Tom Brady is like, cool, that's great and all, but let's focus on the ways that we can improve and let's focus on where you failed. Don't just gloat and be too, you know, connected to the the win, the things you did well. So it was just kind of interesting, like whether it's sports or business or life, um, you know, you obviously want to celebrate the wins, but not too long that you kind of ignore the losses. And Elon, like Elon Musk, you know, remember when he got named like the richest man in the world, he said mm-hmm. something like, all right, cool, back to work. Like, I think he celebrated for like, 30 seconds and then he was back to work yeah yeah man it's kind of cool how many parallels there are between like business and sports i feel like billionaires are like the pro athletes like elon musk is like tom brady and we're good business but like we're still like d1 high school like (laughs) we're good we get it we get a varsity jacket but like yeah pretty much you know what i mean we might not even yet we still gotta put in some time and practice but 100 great stuff man okay uh next one favorite business movie and why do you watch movies uh i've watched some i've got i've got a couple of shows and movies that come to mind but i'll let you go first on this one okay so there's two that i like and really just because like the thing that gets me going about business is yeah it's it's cool to watch people make money but also it's about like leadership and power i think that's really cool like i love i love the position i'm at where i have a team that i need to lead that's the most fulfilling thing in the world to me. Like the business is cool, but like, I just like sort of leading from the front and working with my people and we're doing cool stuff. Right. So I talked about this on another podcast where I said that, like, um, if I could like sort of give myself a movie character, like who would I be? I'd be Jordan Belfort. And I don't want people to think like, I don't want people to think that I'm just like some basic business bro that watched Wolf of Wall Street. And then all of a sudden just wanted to be a billionaire. Like, it's not really like that. I've watched it like probably 10 times now. And every single time I just, I'm fascinated by the way that Jordan Belfort can like lead a team. And so I love Wolf of Wall Street. I also love the lifestyle stuff. Like I don't, I don't go that crazy, but like I've had some weekends where it's like, you could, you know, you, if I, if we, if I showed you a bunch of pictures from my weekend and then the movie, you wouldn't know which one's the movie. Um, <laughs> and I also like, I mean, dude, Goodfellas is a good one yeah. um, where it's like, it's not really about business. It kind of is, but it's about, again, um, managing reputation and like managing competition and it's still about leadership and power and stuff like that and that's just fascinating to me i just think it's cool heck yeah Dude, those are good ones my my movie one the first one that came to mind for me was the big short i thought it was like a really interesting concept where like a few dudes i think it was like one main guy but a couple buddies a couple friends they just bet against the banks and they just bet against like the status quo like you know the banks were too big to fail no one was saying this these guys were seeing this crazy and they just had so much conviction that they doubled down uh, to the point where like a lot of people didn't end up liking them. So I, I just really like the big short for the fact that like if you have conviction in something, you've got to follow it to like the nth degree. So I'd say like that for for movies. And then for like, a, I guess like a TV series, I really like Succession. I don't know if you've seen it, but I love yeah. Succession because it has, you know, the family element. It has like the drama, it has like the lessons of building like a legacy company and then kind of the kids coming in. I don't know. I just really like 
all the different elements in play there from like the type of businesses they built with like advertising and media companies to the family dynamics and kind of some of the intricacies. And I think a lot of that's probably like somewhat true on the lives of these really wealthy families that we don't get to see. So I thought it was just kind of an interesting, you know, kind of peeling back of like what the reality of some of these families could or maybe looks like. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. I watched the, I watched like the first five or six episodes of Succession. I, I wasn't really super into it, but everyone says it's great. Is it actually yeah. good? Should I see it? Yeah, it's, it's really good. I think you should give it a chance. It's, it's really good. All right. You ever watch Suits? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it a long time ago. I like that as well. Oh yeah. I forgot you. <laughs> so I keep forgetting you're older than me and that like it came out in like what 2009 or something like that. So you were probably like watching it in 2009. Yeah, it came out in 2011, it looks like. Yeah, I was watching it in, I guess... Probably college. College, right? Yeah, college. Yeah, I was watching it at the end of high school, beginning of college. I watched a couple seasons in college, and I haven't stuck with it since, but great show. You're 30, bro. Are you 30? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting old. And one day I'll be 30, bro. Anyway, <laughs> I always thought it was cool. Like, dude, when I was in high school watching that, um, I always thought it would be cool to be Harvey Specter. Yep. Um, and so that's why I wanted to kind of be a lawyer. But then recently I've been watching it and I'm like, hmm, I'd rather be on the other side. Like I'd rather hire a Harvey Specter, which I kind of did. My lawyer is kind of like Harvey Specter. Like he's kind of a badass. Um, and uh, I, I just think it's cool. Like you have more power on the other side. Like being a lawyer is cool, but like being like the hedge fund manager is way cooler. Yeah, it's interesting, dude. Like um, what you watch as a kid obviously influences a lot of like what you want to be. And I also saw or heard something recently about like, the way in which most kids are picking sports teams now is like whatever sports team they play the most in a video game. So like for whatever reason, if a, a team is really good and I live in California, but the teams across the country, you know, that might end up becoming my team because of video games. So just the way in which like people are inspired to work, like for you watching that show, wanting to become a lawyer at the time and now realizing that like actually hiring a lawyer is probably cooler. And then just like kids, not even based off where they're raised, obviously that's a big part of it. But just the video games they play and the teams that they rep a lot is like the team that they live live for. And then those things kind of get passed down to, to their kids. So it's just interesting how people like form opinions and habits based off of, I guess, culture. Absolutely. Go Bengals, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> is that um, your team? But it's, <laughs> dude, I'm, like in Canada, like football is not really a thing. And so the only reason I know football is because of Ben. So Ben is like the plug. For football and i just watched football with him and then he put me on the Bengals. he's from cincy so yeah like nice. I, now can, and we're going all the way bro that's um, cool that's awesome okay last one i got biz update for for chase and mace i want you to talk about your linkedin thing and then i want to talk about the the b2b side of stuff that we're doing right now because it might be kind of exciting yeah yeah for sure yeah dude i mean ever since we had that episode i don't know maybe a month ago let's call it you definitely let, kind of let the fire under me. And I kind of said at the same time, the girl on my team was like, I need help. Like I need to hire people. So we're up to three people now, um, not including myself. So we've got three uh, people from the Ukraine, these three women from the Ukraine that are amazing. And we're actually interviewing this week um, and, and next week, a fourth person. So the team's growing, the service is growing. Uh, the other day I posted that we had acquired 103 clients. I think we're up to like 107 total clients acquired. Not everyone's retained. I think we're at like 90-ish clients. So we've had, you know, 90% of people so far that have joined the program stick around. And a few people, maybe one or two people 
churn every kind of a couple months. So um, started in April, churn's good. Almost four people on the team. I'm pretty stoked, dude. It's been great. Yeah, man. Um, and from what I've heard, like the the challenges that you guys are facing are are more of like demand issues than anything else. Or sorry, sorry, supply issues. Like you don't have a demand problem. Yes. Um, where like like most of the time businesses are like, how do I get more leads in? How do I get more customers? Whatever, whatever. Like you guys are kind of humming along and you need to bring on more people to support the amount of people that want your thing. Yes. And like I personally think that like you're only selling maybe 10 to 15% as hard as you could be selling. I know how, like, yeah. I know if there were no like technical restrictions, like, dude, we would shoot this thing up. It would be crazy. Like, I still, I still want to do like some sort of JV. Like, I want to just like get in there and just do a webinar for you or something like that. Cause I would just entertain everybody. Um, and we'd run it up and we'd do pay. Like, it'd be great. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, dude, you got that this thing is going to go for a while. I don't think LinkedIn's going anywhere. I think you guys have a really cool, unique, super unique mechanism that literally no one else can do because you're you, right? Yeah. So like, you can't be cloned. Like it's it's sick. So I'm, I'm stoked for you and I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Oh yeah, bro. Appreciate you. All right, well, let's hear your update. I'm dying to know yours. I kind of obviously know it, but I'm curious what yeah. you're going to share. Yeah, so um, so this, I mean, I'm assuming this is mostly business owners who, who listen to this podcast. I know that we, we always talk about how we got some funny characters who, who love us, which I think is hilarious because we got some people from my side and a lot of people from your side. And it's just like, they're kind of meshing together, listening to us talk. And it's like, it's like a crossover episode every single week. <laughs> um, and um, it's like the cast of The Sopranos was on like a Disney movie or something like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> what's going on? That's um, awesome. So I have this program called Copy MBA, specifically the inner circle where we take copywriters, we train them to be magnificent. We basically turn them into little clones of me and my coaches who are also magnificent copywriters. And right now we're sort of like installing them in businesses for free. So like you obviously have to pay the copywriter, but you don't pay us anything. So like typically you have like a recruiting model where it's like, like your brother does recruiting. Sometimes they charge like a flat fee. Sometimes they charge like a percent of the salary that you end up paying them for a year. These are contractors. And so right now, because we just want to provide more value to the copywriters that are in the inner circle, we're just giving them out. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, it's kind of a shout, I guess. Like, if if Chase, would you mind like dropping the job form link in the in the description here or something like that? Yeah, 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 for sure. We, for sure. we basically we we basically set it up where it's like if you're a business owner, you need a copywriter, you want to hire someone, just let us know like your name, what type, what kind of business you have, what you need them to do, and your budget, and we'll hook you up within 24 hours. The thing is, I talked to the client I sent you guys today, and they said that we we should be charging for this. I personally didn't I don't, like I have a belief that needs to be broken in my brain where I don't think that people would pay money. So like, listen, I don't know if that proves to be false, then we will start charging. Not right now, but maybe in the next month or two or three, we'll start charging for this. So, uh, but as of right now, it's free. Do you think that I should be charging for this chase? Like how, how, what should I do? Do I think you should? It depends. Do I think you could for sure? I mean, like if you look at, if you look at like marketer, for example, like they're doing the exact same thing with that you're doing. You're doing copywriters, they're doing marketers. So, and they're a huge business. So I think people would absolutely pay for this. But I also think right now that like you're just so focused on over delivering value to your group that just giving it away for free kind of serves that purpose today. And as I think you have, you know, a bunch more people that want to join the inner circle or want this. 
then it's just like, dude, it makes sense for you to charge, right? And charge the businesses, whether it's like a monthly fee, a one-time fee, I definitely think you could charge. And I, I'll definitely link to this and I'm going to start including it in my newsletter more because this is something that, you know, there's there's no reason. Like there's nothing like this right now that exists. There's no great way to find vetted copywriters. It's a pain. I mean, dude, we've got a few dozen copywriters on the team at any point in time uh, at the agency. And it's really hard to find good people, especially freelance people. So this this is great. No, this is great for sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I think, dude, we, I think we've already gotten like a dozen people hired. And this has been open for like a couple of weeks. So it's cool. Going, obviously, it's on them to close. But like, you know, it's on the, the freelancer and the business owner to come to an agreement. So like, it's not just like an automatic yes, but we're getting people hired. We're getting people copywriters. And these people yes. are good. These people are performing. So it's cool. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm happy that our, our businesses are doing well, bro. Look at us. It's almost Q4. Oh, last update. Um, yeah. Remember when I said if I didn't do uh, a mill in Q3, I'd shave my head. Yeah, yeah. You you growing your hair out or are you going to go bald? We hit a mill on the last day in August. So we have hey. a whole another month. That Heck we, yeah. We could basically make zero and I still won't have to shave my head. Heck yeah. No, I obviously knew that and I saw the tweet and I engaged with that and you obviously share the numbers, but I wanted to to pump you up so people were guessing. Dude, congrats. I'm, I'm really excited to see what September brings. Um, I think when you set the goal, it was not a stretch goal because it wasn't unrealistic, but it was like a goal. In in hindsight, for Q4, you're going to have to set like a, a goal that's like even harder because, dude, I can't believe how... Yeah, it's insane that you crushed it. August was massive. Trying to do two of them on Q4. Okay. We'll let you keep the hair though because you already passed the first goal. It's not double or nothing, but... Yeah. <laughs> you go double bald. <laughs> how do you do that? More bald. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was cat, like a little wizard. All right. Oh, man. Dude, great episode. Good episode, Chase. Thanks for hanging out, man. Um, yeah. Find us on, for, on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Cardinal Mason, on Instagram at Cardinal Mace, Ecom Chase Diamond, No Way and Diamond on Twitter, and obviously it's Chase Diamond on LinkedIn. Go flood our inboxes and also let us give you a copyright for free. Let's do it. All right, brother. Cheers. <laughs>